0: Hi, and welcome to the SEO Podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, owner of eWeb Results. I
1: am Charles Lewis, your client results strategist.
0: Strategist. 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 Welcome back. Strategist. Welcome back to man. another fun-filled edition <laughs> of our podcast. This is podcast number... 371. 371. Yeah, and just cranking on through these. We're Boom. almost at 400. I don't know what we're going to do at 400. Something. <laughs> Something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so as always, we have a tip from our previous podcast, and this tip is use responsive design to eliminate redirect issues between desktop and mobile sites. Yeah, if you had a desktop version and then a mobile version, right, like M dot,
1: whatever your domain name is, then you probably have some redirect issues going on. Um, convert to a responsive site. So who's on a desktop device or a mobile device or even a tablet, all see the same version of your website. No redirect issues. Boom.
0: All right. Please remember, we are filmed live here in Houston, Texas. And Charles and I, we yes. are your friendly local neighborhood top position snatchers. And our mantra is: Do not be a douche. Don't be a douche. This we got to not a good look. Shout out to our mantra. We got a a
1: a, a tiff about our mantra.
0: About our mantra. Yeah. Excellent. We saw, "Hello, Brad. Thanks for tuning in on Facebook Live." There's a question Brad. in there, isn't yeah. there? Love the podcast. podcast. Oh, not boom. That's a, that's a that's review. Thanks yeah. <laughs> um, to you. All right. So we've got a really long article today. We are yeah, talking
1: about. And punch in the face to the good folks at Moz and Joe Robeson. He says, how to find and fix 14 technical SEO problems that be, could be damaging your site right now. Find and fix 14, 14 technical SEO problems. I really like it because we deal with a lot of tech SEO issues and it's one of those areas where right. people tend to kind of go past yeah, either it, Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and look, it's extremely important. So okay. we'll get into those issues in just a minute. All right. So if you're in a position to have some sort of electronic device, we would ask you to tweet now. Yeah,
1: tweet us right now. Um, um, use the hashtag um, SEO Podcast. This is number 371. Tag us in it at Results at Best SEO Podcast. That way we can follow you back. And do all of our social networking stuff.
0: Hey, if this is the first time you've listened to the podcast, howdy, and welcome to the podcast. We if you've listened, you, yeah, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know what section I actually have to look because I did the numbers last night. Is there? A, there is a ten. Then yeah. you know what section we're going to skip today. The way this works is if we get and this kind of little contest. If we get ten shikos, a shiko is an eWeb Results
1: branded term. For social engagement Stands for shares Likes And follows If we
0: get ten, 10 shikos On one of our platforms Or or not our platforms On our profile On, the on our platforms, platforms. Yeah. Then uh, And a review Then we skip the part Where we tell you How to leave us a review We're going to skip that today What we will do though Is tell you how How you can shiko us mm-hmm. You can shiko us At facebook.com Slash e results Youtube.com Slash e results Twitter.com Slash e results Instagram.com Slash e results LinkedIn companies com company <laughs> all of those will take you to our profile on those port platforms and uh, please shiko us when you're there did you say all of those platforms will take you to our portfolio I think you know all those links will take you to our portfolio on those platforms we got portfolios, profiles <laughs> profiles it's all P's it's just Perfect. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a portfolio for there we've, we've been working <laughs> on that. Who'd you assign that to? <laughs> uh, hey, if you're a PHP genius or a WordPress guru, we are probably looking you. for you. Yeah, go ahead and call us and uh, submit your audio resume, 713 uh, 510 7846. If you would like a free, comprehensive website, profit analysis. Please go ahead and go to our website ewebresults.com and click that link. Um, That's just getting more and more valuable as we go go through as we get improve it. Um, Next, uh, it's time for the favorite segment of the program: the The algorithm algorithm cataclysm. cataclysm. Oh, that was
1: good. Yeah, so good Algo Cat today, good Algo Cat today. And I kinda like today's Algo Cat because this has been a growing problem. Ever since um, um our new, you know, the 45 came in place. Right. Um and, and the whole campaign, what the biggest thing we learned about or that the light was really shining was fake news, right? right? And so but how fake news is appearing in Google, how it's happening in Facebook, happening all over these places. Well, Google is already trying to address it, they've already put some stuff in place, and so now that They've launched what they call Google's Project Owl, O W L, as right. in the bird, right? All seeing bird, all wise bird. you yep. know. right? I like it. I like it too. And so this is what they're
0: calling a three pronged yeah, no thing as a wise candy bar, right? uh, yeah. piece of candy. Oh no, that's unless where, it was that's called wise, was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just wise, yeah.
1: Uh, But what they're doing um, um, is a three-pronged attack on fake news and what they're calling problematic content. And what they're really trying to address is, um, um, if you remember, you remember the Holocaust issue that happened? Yeah. So, remember when 45 talked? And so, that was the deal. And so, what happened was, if you went to Google and began typing, did the HO, then it would suggest Holocaust even happened or Holy Bible even real or all these other kind of, you know, interesting facts when, of course, Holocaust happened. Yeah, there's no doubt. Exactly. Right. And so the Bible does exist. It does. (laughs) And so they're trying to address those things. Right. And so what happens now, what should happen is if you are in a situation and you're searching for one of those phrases that may be construed as contradictory or challenging. Right. What's going to happen is you're going to get a pop up. You're logged into Google, you're gonna get a pop-up as soon as the search assist pops up. And if you choose one right. before it turn, returns that search result, you're gonna get a pop-up that asks you, was this relevant? Do you believe it? Could it have been different? Uh it was like several oh, questions wow. that are on there and they're looking for user feedback. That's part of the project out. That's one of the three pronged approaches uh, that they're looking to do. One of those prongs is using users to help make some filter uh, the information. Uh, yeah, filter yeah. if this is good or if it's bad. So that's what's up. I appreciate you leaning on SEO community and, you know, and users to actually improve information versus writing a script for it. Yeah. Very cool. That is the algorithm face to you guys for for, for trying to, you know, address this, the the issue with news. The reason I really like it, because like I said, I teach a class full of youth. Right. Right. And I've been telling them every week. I tell them, make it your business to watch the news at least once this week. Like, learn, see something else. Right. right. And they just, you know, it's hard to expect a 13-year-old, 14-year-old to sit down and watch the news. Yep. But they spend both of their time swiping through their phone. And so I'm like, follow the news. Yeah. Follow Fox. Follow ABC.
0: That's smart. ABC. Yeah. Follow
1: them and swipe and get your news that way. And so with Google understanding that they have a possibility to be swiping through some fake news. <laughs> Yep, they're addressing it, and so I can dig it. Punch in the face to you
0: guys. Very cool. All right, I've got a little bit of news here. Okay, just something small. Um, this is exciting to me. I played soccer for 25 years. I thought Love the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Soccer may get video replay, and I know Javier can probably hear this. May get video replay in the in the World <laughs> Cup, and he, he went by cheering in Russia. So um, you know, soccer is notoriously. I'm I'm on the side. I'm on the traditional side as usual. Not, not that surprising little conservative slow to change. Like, I get it. I don't want it to slow the game down because yeah, soccer's yeah. a really it's fast, fast game. game. It just doesn't almost never stops. And it's hard to, yeah, replay is going totally, uh, Well, it depends on how they use it, right? So on shots, on goals, and things like that, when the ball goes out, you can replay those things. I think that makes sense. Maybe on kicks that are dangerous, but a lot of kicks can be dangerous that don't seem dangerous. Um, yeah. I'm just, there's a part of me that really likes the the fact that the bad call goes into the record and the winner part is of the, the game. winner, right? As part, part of the, of the game, game.
1: Because the refs are literally part of the game. Right.
0: And can dictate, not dictate, that sounds really strong, but can but, have a significant impact. And yeah. it's true in every, in every sport, sport, right? Exactly. That's I why I like, love replay. Yeah, because it starts pulling them out of it. Hey, right? man, look, it's, we, we shout
1: out to the Rockets going to the next round. Yeah. And in that last game, did you see? I almost gave the NBA blank stare later today, right. but I didn't. Because of of my beloved Rockets. They were getting, the referees were so bad in game five versus the OKC Thunder that the owner of the Rockets left his seat, walked over to the referee. I don't know what he said. But whatever he said earned him a hundred thousand dollar fine.
0: <laughs> and so, and he paid it. Obviously, It probably had to do with like head and ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, or or ass and hole, man. Yeah. But uh <laughs> either directing or asking him to remove yeah, one or the other. Exactly.
1: Yeah. But um, but yeah, riffs. Yeah, right. They play. They play a huge role. And so, so that's what's up for soccer. Maybe yep. y'all learn more about it. Like I don't understand
0: offsides.
1: Yeah, I've I read about it. I watched it. I watched ESPN talk about it. And when I watch live soccer and they flag it, I still don't oh. know how.
0: The, the only thing to really think about is you don't you can't you can imagine if you could ca- camp a player next to the goalkeeper mm-hmm. as an offensive team. You don't you gotta you, if you kick it to them. There's just such an unfair advantage, and you don't want that happening. So you've got to have that offender. That last offender has to be behind, or you know, not in front of the mm-hmm. mo- which is behind. <laughs> which yeah. you, the, 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 in I case you didn't know, what behind um, it, the, the, the last defender. Right. So when the ball's play forward, so Mm -hmm. if I play play back and we're both in front, you know, right next to the goalie, and there's no defenders, it's not offside because I played away from the goal. Right. Well, because I played away from the goal. Okay. But if I play towards the goal and there's no defender between me and the goal, right Mm -hmm. on the line, then then that's offsides. And, it's, and the idea is don't, you know, you can see having somebody. So it's kiss, more like, about ha- keeping it equal or not creating advantages per se. You, so you've, you've, I'm sure you've played basketball games where somebody's camped out under the hoop. Yeah, illegal you know. defense. Right. <laughs> or, or, or three seconds off. in the lane. There okay. you go. <laughs> so same kind of situation. Same kind of thing. That's just gotcha. the rule to do that. And, yeah, it gets convoluted, like, when was the ball played? And if it bounces, what happens? Those are kind of fun. Um, All right, my, let's my,
1: go replay for soccer. My,
0: I yeah, I think that's good. Next, uh, Google to have servers in Cuba. And and so they were sure. setting up. Yeah, Cuba's opening up, obviously. And at first, it was like, how is that going to speed up the internet? And then they kind of, it was obvious the, the regular content they'll cache content, right? So mm-hmm. it doesn't go have to. The, the only pipe into Cuba for internet is from Venezuela, even though it's so close to us. There's no pipe. For internet pipe between the US and Cuba. Mm -hmm. It's only between uh, Cuba and And Venezuela Venezuela, and it's a much smaller pipe. Of course. And so really what Google will do is, hey, this is a really popular YouTube video so they'll cache it on the island.
1: Oh, so that way anybody who wants to see that video won't have to deal with the whole, the limited bandwidth and everything else. Going through Venezuela. So they're just going to cache all popular content over there?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you still got to go out and get it, and Google already, I think, already does that in a lot of situations. So that's kind of cool. Yep. And then you can ride in a Google self-driving car in Phoenix. The little bubbles that they make. Mm-hmm. Is it like I'm uh, not ready yet? Uh. A, a, a couple of them are made without steering wheels and pedals. I'm definitely not definitely. I can't even correct it yeah it's i can't like even say wait wait no you know yeah. it's more like a roller coaster ride than a ride to yeah, the store yeah
1: and a chef on and then then some prayer uh, i got some news all right we're talking google and you're just talking about search right so google reaffirms that 15% of searches are new and never been searched before 15? Daily. Wow. I thought that was a high well, number I also. I not have guessed. <laughs> but, and apparently that number has been declining. Three, a few years ago it was at 20%, now it's at mm. 15%. But 15% of searches daily have never happened never. never been searched before. And then they went on to say Google still processes trillions of searches each year and if, uh, still 15% of those queries have never been seen on Google before.
0: Man, I, I it makes sense that it would drop off, right? Yeah, but, but then at the
1: same time, the fact that there's so 15. much new stuff happening, like like I searched the other day, it was a new search for me, was uh and this is after talking to one of our clients, right? What is poly polyagamy? Poly- not polygamy, right? Polyagamy. Okay. Same word as polygamy, except it got an O in the middle. Right. The only difference, polygamy. And I was like, I have no idea. And he was, kind of was talking about it, so I got the phone, I went and looked it up. And it is the practice of having multiple uh, sexual partners that you're not married to. So it's not multiple spouses, right, like right, polygamy. Right, right. This is no. Pimping, I was like This is what This is, <laughs> this is
0: really A fancy word <laughs> a I know what that word, is yeah, I,
1: <laughs> yeah Like I, I was graded
0: polyogamy mean. In high school You know what I'm saying <laughs> and then, so I would have br- Put that on my hat
1: I got a cousin Right now Who's probably A mastered polyogamy <laughs> And so
0: But anyway New word I had no idea, idea What it meant and, and, and that was A new search for so, me So I just thought Of something with, with regard to New searches Dated searches Dated searches So the 2017 Playoffs that's got to be a new search. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, it's, it's
1: easy to get to a 15. Who made the playoffs in 2017?
0: Yep. That's a new search. Because more in 1930. like, like there, There's lots of stuff to be interesting. This is so, really cool. So, yeah. 15% new searches. More news.
1: Uh, uh, along those Project Hour deals. Uh, so, Google is adjusting the ranking signals This could have been AlgoCat. Right. Because they're adjusting ranking signals. Right. Algorithm, right? Uh, To demote fake news, Google is making serious efforts to filter the news, which the company says is the most high-profile issue when it comes to people trying to game the search ranking system. Dig this. About .25% of daily queries return content, which is either offensive, misleading, or not what the person was looking for. So we got... Fifteen percent of searches brand new, right? Right, and and this is not really that's not commenting on the results of those brand right, new right. searches, right? But this is saying that point twenty five percent of most searches just come back with the wrong information or information that's offensive or misleading, and they're adjusting their ranking signals to demote that. So I'm sure that'll coincide with the Project Owl kind of data yeah. that they get back, and they make adjustments. And uh, the last piece of news I got is still Google related. We mm-hmm. made the change to HTTPS. They recommended it. They started favoring sites that are on. SSL and now according to Moz, Moz reports that the number of HTTPS results on Google's first page has risen from 30% to 50% in 9 months.
0: Wow, I would have thought it'd be higher. I mean, we jumped on that pretty pretty, Pretty quick, quickly. quickly, yeah.
1: Um, but then at the same time, like I haven't. We have here, <laughs> but like With some other little problems Yeah, well, most serious is not my church is not. I haven't done yeah. them yet, you know. Yeah. so I, I'd imagine it's another fee, right?
0: It's, it's another
1: fee. Got to upgrade another process. I got some mm-hmm. redirects and you know, <laughs> time, time. Yeah. And so I just haven't done it. So, but the fact that uh, it jumped up twenty percent from three thirty to fifty in less than a year, I think it's still pretty. Yeah, that,
0: that doesn't surprise me. It just surprises me it that it's not. That that happened recently, as opposed to you know, we have talking about yeah. it. Yeah,
1: so that's my news, man. All right, all right
0: so uh, two critiques. All right, I got two two reviews. First review is from Chris Westergard, and it is of course five stars. five stars. It says the only regret that I have is that I don't have more hands to give you both more punches in the face. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. that's what's Appreciate up. Appreciate it. That's a positive thing for anyone who doesn't listen to the podcast. Speaking of which, what great podcast and dynamic you both have. Uh, good luck with everything and much success to you both. I love the podcast and your overall customer service model. model punch the face it, face And his name. Name. his name. He's just got such a great name. Yeah, what's the last name? It's Westergaard. Yeah. Oh, I like Chris, that
1: Chris <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what the are the you from
0: him. Westergaard
1: That's
0: interesting excellent and so next is uh, from Steve Dale and this one is also five, five stars. stars says as long I'm as a long time listener without even knowing it Chris and Charles helped me make a strategic turn in my agency business Mm-mm, I want to know SEO is complicated and these guys make it at least understandable after years of doing website slash SEO for over 80 customers regular clients we have a bunch of Face to you, (laughs) I decided to hyper focus on paid search and lead gen. Best decision ever. I can hear like best decision ever. (laughs) Thanks, guys. You helped me simplify my life, and I increased my income by. 45% Forty five percent in the first year. By switching to pay search and lead gen. Instant lead, lead lead, 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 In the face to
1: <laughs> so punch Steve. in the face to you. Wow. Why wow. right. we have an instant lead campaigns for wow. similar reasons. So or also punching the face to you, Steve. man. I'm curious to know what strategic turn well, I guess that was a strategic yeah. turn Exchange switching from SEO to pay search very cool. Yeah, pay search is definitely easier to scale, easier to manage multiple accounts on, easier to make adjustments on the fly and and usually you can time it and schedule it and versus, you can deliver results faster. Yeah, yeah. versus SEO yeah you might get an algo cat that forces you to change everything and Yeah, so yeah that so in the face, it's
0: one of the reasons that we include even in our smallest website marketing plan or internet marketing plan click is pay per click <laughs> yeah SEO and pay per click at a minimum because you need those instant results so you actually need the data that you get from a pay per click campaign yeah. that that keyword data that you can no longer get from organic search so uh, yeah really good you've got a couple more patiffs a couple more patiffs really just one but he tweeted us twice
1: Okay, and both tweets were pretty cool so We'll give him that kind of love today. Punching his face goes to comics and SEO. Comics and SEO, literally is what it says. Superman, but dig this—he's at Soup S O U P H E R Man, like Soup Her, her man. man. Yeah, I get it. So comic dude, Superman. Right. He does SEO. You probably would be a great employee here. Yeah, That's kind of how that works. Uh, but dig this. he says, at e Results just found your podcast a few weeks ago. Love the motto. Glad to see other SEOs giving the field a good name. Hashtag don't be a douche.
0: Boom. <laughs> Actually, we probably thing. haven't been doing don't be a douche enough. <laughs> As a, hashtag. as a hashtag. Oh, as a hashtag. No, we don't hashtag.
1: Yeah. I would say we do it every week, but no, yeah. we don't hashtag it. And so then he, that was earlier this week. Then he came back the other day and he says, At E-Web Results, your podcast definitely deserves hashtag five stars. Awesome. I love to hear y'all discuss link building, specifically the good versus bad tactics. Dude, at Superman Comics and SEO, punch in the face to you. Thank you for your tweets. Thank you for the love. Thank you for being a fan. And, um, yeah, look out for link building. I'll, I'll yep. put that top of my radar, and over the next couple of weeks, um, I'll see if I can get some link building content to present. Absolutely. Bam. All right, let's get a get a
0: selfie here. Photo out. Awesome. All right. And uh, that is the potatoes of the podcast. It's time to get into the meat. Because the meat is the, the, part, the part where we we're all here learn for, it, right? stuff part yep. where
1: we actually learn something So I want to give a punch in the face to Joe Robinson And the good folks over at Moz He posted this article um, uh, How to find and fix 14 technical SEO problems That can be damaging your site right now And I didn't put it on there, my bad Alright, I'll, <laughs> sur- I'll-, I'll search for him um, it's, on the, it's on the spreadsheet if you have access to that Okay, Um, yes um, And so he starts off by saying Across all businesses and industries uh, The low effort and high rewards project Should jump to the top of the list of things to implement And is nowhere more relevant Than tackling technical SEO issues on your site He's absolutely right. Like, go after that low-hanging fruit, those things that you can adjust and fix that'll have a high reward, like links and other technical challenges. um, He's saying address those first, and uh, he's absolutely right. One of the things we do, one of the reasons we tend to redesign on WordPress with our custom framework is because in our framework, we've addressed a lot of technical issues that we can handle up front. And so it's important that whether you're working on a new site, it's a redesign, whatever it is, Address those technical issues. Matter of fact, he goes on to say uh, the definition of technical SEO is a bit fuzzy. Does it include everything that happens on the site except for content production? What do you think?
0: Everything that happens on the site except for content. of technical SEO. Uh, it's wide. That's an open-ended yeah, so, question. So it's, <laughs> so it's not necessarily the content creation. Man. Like, okay, so maybe we could say it's the content uh, concept Right Because really keyword Often keyword focused Or, or subject matter focused Right mm-hmm. That's technical um, Could be yeah. I mean usually is I'd say how, What's the search volume Etc Okay right? the research involved With it and that kind of stuff So great Go flesh out this mm-hmm. article So you took it there I didn't even think about From that level Because because that's the title that I can usually define the title And maybe a couple bullet points And those could be Technical SEO flushing out the article is more about uh, less technical yeah that's more about just content creation content creation still needs to be done really well with SEO in mind, right? And then, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, everything after that, when you're linking, cross-linking, and, and making sure your images have the right uh, name and alt tag. yeah. So what he
1: says thing. is, Joe says, I'll define technical SEO here as aspects of a site comprising more technical problems that the average marketer wouldn't identify and take a bit of experience to uncover.
0: Okay, I like that. Yeah, great, (laughs) great, vague, but at the same time, direct answer, right? So, uh, what I heard is, is stuff that we know and you don't. Exactly. <laughs> That's technical <laughs> SEO. technical SEO.
1: Exactly. But he's right. At the end of the day, if it's not the content, as Chris was alluding to, right, you do your keyword research, you write this content, technically you don't even need to do that on your site. You can do that off-site, right? But the things that happen on your site that don't necessarily affect the content or aren't driven by the content, but yet affect the ranking and how your site is perceived by Google and other users is what I would... Consider your technical SEO. So with that, he says, this isn't a complete SEO checklist for tech, uh, but it is some problems you can fix right now. Let's jump right into it. Number one. Number one. He says, check indexation immediately. Check indexation. Indexation, like has your site been indexed. He says, can you get organic traffic to your site if it doesn't show up in a Google search? Uh no, you can't, and and that's what he's put, and he, and he's right. You can't do that. So you need to check and make sure your site um has been indexed. Now I'll tell you, Joe. You probably want to go back and update because Joe recommended that you do a site search on Google, and Google came out the other day and said they're disabling that. It don't work. Man, the index is not legit. updated. Well, it, the functionality is there but the index isn't updated and it's not accurate either. it's not accurate and they the dude method came out and tweeted he was like yeah i probably wouldn't do that it's not accurate <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're gonna does remove me, it soon. Does give me some baseline information when I'm talking to a new prospect.
1: Well, yeah. So I know that I know that's why he included it here because you can still see some data. Yeah. But the key here is uh, um, if you're working on a new site, you should have Webmaster Search Console set up. Uh, go to Search Console, click on like Google Index. You'll see that on the left side in the menu. After you click Google Index, click um, Index Status, and when you go to Google Index Status, then you will see. How many pages was indexed? When they got indexed? Um, If you had a drop in pages indexed? If you have an increase in pages indexed? All that is a good way to determine multiple things. One, that your site is indexed. That it's there, and so now you can actually be found. Indexation. 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 (laughs) Indexation. So it has been indexated. Yeah, in in, in yeah, indexalized. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but you want to you want to you want to make sure that you've been included in Google's index, and the best way to do that is to check Webmaster Tools, then check the Google index and see if your pages are listed there. Now, if you know that you got fifty pages on your site, a hundred pages on your site, and Google index only shows you twenty, then great. lesson learn. Yeah. You need to go and figure that out. Or maybe you only got fifty pages, and Google shows you hundred. You've probably been hacked Um, Right Oh yeah yeah. (laughs) Or or something is going on That you're not aware of And so either way it goes Check your indexation In Google Webmaster Tools In Search Console And uh, make sure You've been indexed Number two Number two uh, your robots txt file. He says perhaps the mo- the single most damaging character oh, yeah. in all of SEO is a simple backslash improperly placed in the robots txt file. He's absolutely right, Dyke. Right? Like um, uh, if you if you if you disallow, right? If you disallow pages on your on your robots TXT file, then those pages literally can't be indexed
0: Google they will can't not be index they them. Google
1: will not find them yeah. and so you want to make sure that that especially if you're not in, like in a redesign process then maybe maybe your developer uh, was blocking your production site for a reason right. on this robots file because he didn't want it indexed and then you approved it, and
0: then y'all pushed the into production. Up. But your your demo. Yeah, your demo is that site production. Yeah, We're no, the same production and live, right? Something.
1: Well, they're, we, they're both online. The, the the problem is
0: you don't want one of them to be indexed, Index, right? So it's <laughs> yeah, like so beta and production. Usually, exactly. production is the live one. So beta. In the beta site. So while you're working on beta, maybe it's even in a beta folder or something. You may just have in mm-hmm. in, in that robot text file that really it should have had the beta folder. But anyway. Um, if you're working on another location and you disallowed the root, you want to make sure that you fix it. Or that.
1: maybe you're in the beta and so you disallowed the root because that is the root of the beta. The beta yeah. And then you pushed it live. Now you have a robots file that's still disallowing the root. The root. Yeah. And that's a problem yeah. because you have essentially told Google, don't index my pages. And so you want to make sure that you're not doing that. One of the things we do. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll disallow some pages um, But the only pages we tend to disallow on a robots file Are our, our uh, conversion pages So like your thank you for completing this form Or thank you for downloading this Or thank you for subscribing to our newsletter Or whatever your kind of conversion page is Yeah, we disallow those Because I don't want those ranking I don't need no one to find that in the search I don't even need that page in Google's index um, But all of our other pages Keep it open Allow your site to be indexed Keep it moving Number three Number three Your meta robots No index You got a little technical here Which makes sense We're talking technical SEO problems Fourteen of them Number three is Your meta robots No index He says no index can be even more damaging than the misconfigured robots.txt at times. A mistakenly configured robots.txt won't pull your pages out of Google's index if they're already there, but a noindex directive will remove all pages with this configuration. Oh my God, Joe, what does all that mean? What he's saying is um, the meta in the noindex is is a meta feature, right? The robots.txt is your robots file. And what he's saying is that robots file, yeah, if you slash and you disallow your root, you can prevent your site from being indexed. And that's the problem with the robots. But if your site's already indexed, it's already in Google's index, and then you apply that same robot error, that won't pull your pages out of the index. Whereas, if you use a meta robots, no index, this literally tells Google, oh, remove my pages. Out of the index. That's a bigger problem than not just not having your pages indexed, because at least they could already be in Google's index and now you're just not having them recalled or updated, but at least they're still there. The no index inside your meta robots just removes any opportunity you did have of showing up in an organic search. And so you want to make sure you're not doing that. Frankly, do a control fine. How, this is how you figure out if you're doing that or not. Go to your homepage, uh, do like a control U that'll like open up your source in a new tab, and then do a control F, which is a control find, and search no index, no spaces, no N-O-I-N-D-E-X. Look up that. Look up um, follow. You may want to look up just index directly and right. see... If they show up in your code in the meta section. And if they do, then you should probably. You use have it. a problem to fix. Yeah, you got a problem to fix. Log in and adjust your coding uh, um, um, accordingly. accordingly. Yeah. Number four. Four. One version poor URL for URL canonicalization. This is a good one here because uh, he says the average user don't really care and they don't whether you show up www.example or just http colon slash example or example.com slash home or example.com slash index no. or example.com slash home.htm or .html or .php they don't care but Google, Google does, does. <laughs> Bing does, yeah. uh, the search engines do, right? And so the browser you're using does, and so you want to make sure that you that you're really using one version. Poor URL. We prefer the www version um, on the secure server yeah. uh, with the hyphen. I mean, with the slash at the end. That's it. Yeah. No index, no home, no .htm, none of that. And and that's what works well for us. It's right. just a cleaner, better looking URL. Yeah. And so, um, and we feel like. Since it's cleaner and better looking, it perform better. (laughs) So, uh, but my suggestion is just find one and stick to it, right? (laughs) I'm not gonna suggest you change CMSs or whatnot. But whatever you're doing, but you should. But you should. <laughs> but you should. Uh, What's up? But whatever you're doing, just make sure you're consistent with it. Like, don't have you know all these different versions out there being indexed because that's actually the uh, a duplicate content <laughs> issue that you end up facing with the redirect issue and and, and just other host of problems. So you want to use one version of your URL. And then I'll tell you this too: after you decide on that one version, make that the default version in Search Console.
0: Number five. Number
1: five. Real equals canonical, right? We're still talking redirects. We're talking the 14 technical SEO problems that could be damaging your site right now. This is a Moz article posted by Joe Robeson. Number five is real equals canonical. Yep. He says useful for preventing page duplication when you have similar content across different pages. It's, uh, it's often an issue with e-commerce sites. And he's right. So let's say, for example, uh, I like Jordan. So go to my Jordan example. You go to um, champsports.com. And let's say I'm searching, right, right. And so I filter by my shoe size, which I've learned because every style that I like don't necessarily come in size 13. And so I filter by shoe size, so that way I only see what's in my size, right, right. And so let's say I did that same query, but I didn't filter in shoe size. And so now my URL says chanceports.com/slash size 13/slash retro jordan/slash shoe name. Right? And then I did one without it. So we end up with champsports.com slash jordans slash shoe name minus the size 13 minus the shoe size directory. And therefore, we had the same page result, the same content with two different URLs. That's a duplicate content issue. And that's an issue that a real equals canonical link will fix. And so usually that's an issue you tend to find in most e-commerce solutions. I know that... Um, Uh, WooCommerce and Shopify, they do a great job of kind of automatically redirecting those deals, Uh, but you want to make sure that you're not having that kind of issue with duplicate content. Use real equals canonical to fix those. Number six. Six. Text in your images. He says, yes, Google can somewhat understand text on images, but it's not nearly as sophisticated as we would hope in 2017. The best practice for SEO is to keep important text not embedded in an image. Duh. At the end of the day, uh, put the important things as text. Don't put them as images. And if you need to use it in an image to present it a certain kind of way, then I'm going to suggest that you invest in probably some programming or some sort of code or uh, some widget, some plugin, something like that where you can display this as text and not an image or do both because uh, you, it's important that your important text not be in images. No, pretty straightforward. Number seven, seven, broken backlinks. He says a website, Mac, uh, with number seven is broken backlinks. He says a website migration or a relaunch project could spew out countless broken backlinks oh, yeah. from other websites. This is a golden opportunity for recovering link equity. Matter of fact, some of the top pages on your website have may have become 404s after a ma- migration, so the backlinks pointing back to these pages are effectively. Broken. God He's it. absolutely God. right. No link Broken backlinks just suck in general. Think like, about how hard you work to get the backlinks. To back get links. those links. Yeah. Not just that. You know what the, the worst experience on the internet
0: is? Oh, to go to a, oh that's the information I need
1: click, click and it's the 404 ah, page jump. oh my god yeah. you've just lost all credibility even yeah. if you have that content just on a different URL yeah. and I'm literally almost there I've made it to your domain yeah. name and I'm on your 404 page you could have addressed that with a redirect Yep. you know what I'm saying make sure you take advantage of your redirects yeah you don't want any broken uh, backlinks like I prefer Moz or Open Site Explorer. Right. To check for backlinks. I prefer search console. The good the, the, the what you should do, though, is use these tools uh, and then compare the results. Right. Because what I found out is Moz will report links that Google didn't necessarily report yep. and vice versa. But every now and then you'll see the crossover. And when you see the crossover. You kind of check that link out. Is it good? Is it bad? And you make an adjustment. You make a decision and you move forward. But you can't move forward knowing you got broken backlinks and don't fix them. You just got to fix them. They help the users and they help Google. Google is not going to rank you higher. Bing is not going to appreciate you if you got a page for the broken backlinks. Don't do it. Number
0: eight.
1: Eight. HTTPS is less optional. Yes. Less optional, meaning it's becoming mm-hmm. more and more important. As he of said, January 1 this year. Yeah, yeah. He says, Google just recently announced they would start making marking any non-HTTPS site as non-secure uh if the site accepts passwords or credit cards. That was the first change. Then they came out and said any site that's just accepting information. So you got a contact form like all of our sites do or a newsletter sign-up form. Anytime you're requesting information and the user has an option to input that data. Google wants to see it on a secure server. Going further, he said it's not out of the room to imagine that Google will start giving HTTPS sites even more of an algorithmic ranking benefit over the non-HTTP. And I agree. I think it's a a safer internet. And so why not do that? And so uh, it's just important to do it. At the end of the day, it's a credibility builder yeah. for the users as much as it's a, a ranking factor for Google, right? And making your site secure and knowing that they're valuing it. From a user perspective, just not seeing that sign in Chrome that says this site is not secure builds up tons of credibility. Yeah. For for that user who's debating on making this purchase, for them to see a green, you know, lock that yeah. this site's secure and it's safe, it builds credibility. So, so just got to make that investment i'm talking to myself now because i was just telling you that i hadn't done it and so so yeah it's just something you have to go do https https uh just less optional meaning is mandatory get it done yeah just go and get it done number nine. nine. 301 and three oh two redirects did we, did we skip no that was number eight Was it? Okay. yeah number seven was I lost Chris Number 7 was Broken backlinks Okay Text and images Is number 6 Got I broke it. through that one 7 was broken backlinks Number 8 was HTTP Is less optional Number 9 9 301 and 302 Redirects Right We're talking How to find and fix 14 technical SEO problems That could be damaging Your site now this is posted on Mars by Joe Robeson. Number nine is 301 and 302 redirects. He says redirects are an amazing tool in an SEO's arsenal for managing and controlling dead pages. They are. Because yeah. sometimes you need to repurpose pages or redo pages or yep. combine pages and all sorts of other stuff as algorithms change. Upgrade and things to change.
0: a WordPress content management system. And then you need to do some yeah. stuff.
1: And so you're going to need some redirects. Because if you have a whole bunch of .htm pages, for example, or .php pages, And then you upgrade to WordPress, you don't have that extension at the end of your URL no more. You need to redirect those pages. And so he goes on to say, uh, 301 redirects are permanent and 302 redirects are temporary. The best practice is to always use 301 redirects when permanently redirecting a
0: page. I did read an article. Google treats really treats 302s the same as 301s now. So he commented on that, that I was going to skip it, but since you brought it up, right.
1: despite some of the statements released about 302 redirects <laughs> being as efficient at passing authority as 301s, it's not advised to do so. He says, recent studies have tested this and shown that 301s are a gold standard. Um, and he I, would, even has, I would agree with that. I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. When I saw the article you referenced, I right. saw that last week. Right. And I was like,
0: mm, maybe. Why do I do a temporary redirect if it's permanent? Exactly. Uh, I think it's probably just, probably that article noticed that it is passing Jews. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and there is some documentation. I read some other articles about when you do 301 redirects, you end up with like a 10% loss and. In the value of, of, of the link equity. Um, and so like, make sure you're not doing multiple redirects.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get it. At the end of the day, I wrote on here, be responsible. Like, like if you know you got some broken links, you know that uh, you've made some site migration, some changes, uh, and some people are in a position where they don't really care because they don't get a lot of traffic and so it's a new redesign, they're just trying to start over. But if your site's been up for a while and, and maybe, maybe it wasn't converting, but it's been up for a while, then I guarantee your pages are in Google's index, it's important to go ahead and 301 those anyway, just because uh, you'll be happy you did later. Number 10. 10. Hey, this is a good one here. I hadn't heard of this in a minute. A meta refresh. Meta refresh. Old tactic. Remember meta refresh? So he says the meta refresh is a client side as opposed to a server side. redirect, and is not recommended by Google or professional SEO. This is like you go to a site and then all of a sudden it refreshes and redirects you to another site. He's saying outdated tactic. Don't do it. Right. And he's absolutely right. Like if you're in a position where you only time that's kinda cool, because I've seen it, is mm-hmm. when you tell people it's gonna happen and it's after with like, a reason. And with it's the reason. With the like reason
0: twenty seconds, fifteen ten seconds. And it's seconds, counting down,
1: it's yeah. like this page is gonna redirect you here after this. Okay, fine. But if I really just clicked on a broken link and you got a meta refresh instead of a three oh one redirect, that's a problem. Yeah. Because you essentially told Google that this old page is still okay. And and it's not, and it's not yeah. right. The old page should never even been in the index. It should just been totally omitted, and a redirect should take them to the new page. So, don't do it. Just just don't do it. That's a very old kind of two thousand two thousand five tactic. Yeah. Uh, uh. Just use a redirect and keep it pushing. Number eleven. Eleven. Um, XML sitemaps. Good one, Joe. He says XML sitemaps help Google and other search engine spiders crawl and understand. Your site. Um, and that's just it. That's exactly what those fighters do. And so you want to make sure that's exactly what the XML sitemaps do. And you want to make sure that you, that you even have it set up. Yeah. What I've noticed is with newer clients we get is I'm kind of auditing sites. You know, RobotsTxt wasn't set up or was set up incorrectly. Or they have an XML sitemap that's just not configured
0: right. Not updated.
1: Not updated yeah. or updating correctly. And usually it's because it's like a new WordPress install and somebody has installed like XML sitemap plugin and Yoast and then something else and all of those have or an XML fighting, sitemap. Fighting over the Exactly. XML. And so your your XML file isn't configured correctly. Right, so we, And then ironically, when you put that URL to the XML sitemap in, it becomes a 404 page because it's not configured correctly. And so an unconfigured XML file effectively is a broken link. And so you want to make sure that this XML file uh, works, right? right? That when you do it, it shows you an index of the pages that are on your site. And then once you've done that, uh, go ahead and manually submit it. Webmaster Tools, Search Console, uh, Bing Webmaster Tools, manually submit it, and then configure your tool, whatever plugin you're using in your CRM, I mean your CMS, to do it as you add new posts and new pages. Number 12, 12. unnatural word count and page size. Again, we're talking the 14 technical SEO problems that's damaging your site and, which and how to fix them now. Number 12, unnatural word count and page size. He says this can slow down the load speed of your page and could possibly trigger some penalty issues if it's seen as intentional cloaking. Now, what he was really referring to in this case was um, he, he, he audited a site and from the view, it looked like the site only had a few hundred uh, words. Okay. But then when he ran Screaming Frog and some other tools, this page had, you had know, 6,000 words. Yeah. And he's like, what's going on? Well, he found some hidden, uh, matter of fact, he said he found a terms and conditions text that was being hidden by a CSS style called Display None. And so on the site, that terms and conditions text wasn't being seen. But from a Google bot, it was indexed and all of that.
0: Which is the problem. You don't ever want to display the user something totally different you display in Google. Well, and so, so, so the, 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 the black hat part of that is so technically they're not breaking any rules in terms of a black hat thing because they're showing the same thing to Google as they are to a user. The Google bot doesn't have the capability to open it, mm-hmm. right, or sees, or it's hidden, maybe even the user doesn't. So it's literally, the code is the same. Mm-hmm. When you really bump into black hat techniques is, and the cloaking that he's talking about is when I literally am doing, hey, are you a Google bot? Oh then here's the Yeah here's Show this to Googlebot Show this to So that's kind of The technical mm-hmm. aspect of, of cloaking The black hat technique Of cloaking What this is just Talking about is Probably they didn't Know they were doing yeah, it Yeah that's what I think he said Unrelated content That you know It's a technical error Right Yeah that's what he said He said it could Possibly trigger Some penalty issues So he's not saying It's seen
1: as cloaking But Google do got You know office buildings Loaded with people Who kind Trying of to figure do, this stuff out Yeah and if they come Across your site right that's uh that only got 300
0: words but you got 6000 of them yeah They'll they'll probably give you a manual. manual well, program. and also the you know we talk about keyword density, still an important factor, of something that you sh- should be aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you say okay, well now I have six, you know I have th- five thousand words of my uh, terms and conditions. Terms and conditions nowhere relevant oh, to any page you have. <laughs> I mean, how many people have terms and conditions that are actually relevant to the you know a couple of pages? No, None. not really, right? None so, at all. So what I said here was, was check your content
1: and check your code, right? At the end of the day, look at the content. Is this looks like what's in the code? Is it about the same? Make sure that, that it is the same, frankly, that you're giving the same experience to both the user and to, to, the, uh, to the spider. And use uh, Webmaster Tools to, to view
0: as a, Definitely. As a yeah.
1: Definitely number 13 13 speed he says google has clearly stated that speed is a small part of the algorithm he matter of fact a quote from google like us our users place a lot of value in speed that's why we've decided to take site speed into account in our search rankings we use a variety of sources to determine the speed of a site relative to other sites duh and the end of the day we all know the page speed is 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 is, is, good experience
0: to the google user google will uh um reflect that accordingly at the end of the day people want fast and then when
1: it's time for fast they want faster and, and, and that's just what it is so so check use the page speed test it's kind of the fastest way to kind of at least get a brief understanding of what you could do on your site to make it faster go to the page speed test they'll give you a lot of recommendations frankly some that may or may not be irrelevant yeah. but you know you just it is what it is kind of compress your images apply some cache plug in and keep it moving
0: just be just be wary of that page speed test because it really is yeah, it's, it's not a test it's not of your speed, speed is not and that's the the, the misunderstanding the of it. Something. It's what it is. Is It's a go, no go, right? So a check or an X um, on what to, are you using the technologies that you could use in order to have your site move faster.
1: Yeah. So it's not saying, oh, your site is super slow. It's saying, hey, you didn't compress. You didn't do this to your JavaScript. You yeah. didn't do this and you didn't do that. Your site could is, still, site I mean,
0: can be extremely fast. I've ran that tool. I've gotten like mm-hmm. 3. 0.3 second download time for, for the actual page. And then Google's giving it like a less than 50, 50. on mobile and desktop. And I'm like, you know, I have to explain because it's part of our process. I have mm-hmm. to explain like this. Don't worry about this. If your site were over three seconds, maybe even over 2.75, yeah, we're going to start digging, digging into these things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the last one, uh, uh, number 14, um, internal linking structure. Right. He says uh, your your internal linking structure can have a huge impact on your site's crawlability from search spiders. If you're optimizing a mass site with isolated pages that don't fall within a clean site architecture, a few clicks from the homepage, you will need to put a lot of effort into it. End of the day, he's talking about how people navigate between the pages on your website. Right? We all know that the pages that you want to rank, the pages that you've been optimized, uh, they really need to be accessible uh, pretty prominently within the main menu, main navigation, right? And so he's saying your internal linking structure needs to take that into consideration. If you have tons of pages that, that aren't accessible from the main menu, or you can't find them in a drop down, they're not in the footer. Um, then you need to address your internal linking strategy. What we want to do or what I'd encourage you to do, um, is actually a process we've been doing internally is making sure not only that our main menu items are in the main navigation, our kind of targeted pages, but then like all supporting blog posts and things like that all within the content link. To one of the main menu items that's relevant to that blog post. So that way, our internal linking strategy has cross links from the menu, from the content, from the footer, all to these various pages on the website. And Google can easily index and find our content. Your internal linking structure is important. So is the speed, the indexation, the HTTPS, 301s, and the other 14 tips that Joe said. Uh, Punch in the face to you. Joe Robinson, man, great detailed article. A lot of information in here. I suggest our followers. Um, um, I tweeted it. Like, go read the whole thing. He got some really great information in here. We'll have it posted. Uh, how to find and fix 14 technical SEO problems that could be damaging your site right now. Like, good article, punch though. Punch in the face. That's good yeah, stuff. Good. Yeah, good. I can tell you put a lot of time into it. Yeah, he put a lot of time. He had some screenshots and some research. And so, uh, yeah, I have to appreciate it. Good stuff. Do we have any what news? Um, Did I have some what? Oh, I do got some what news. What news? Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Man, this one here, this what news, I actually got two of them. I'm going to do, do the BlackBerry one first. All right, BlackBerry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the fact that I said BlackBerry. Yeah, so it's like what? what? <laughs> exactly. So so the BlackBerry key one, remember they sold out, they got a new owner, TLC. TCL right. to some uh, Chinese company, right. Chinese electronic manufacturer. They bought BlackBerry, so they're bringing it back out with the Key One. The Key One will be available next month. Next month, in addition to the physical keyboard, right, right keeping the, the BlackBerry tradition, yep. the Key One has a 4.5 inch touchscreen, 12 megapixel camera, and a 625 processor. Whatever that means. Here's why they get blank stare. Here's why they get blank stare.
0: Oh Because no. it's running on Android. <laughs> 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 the BlackBerry is running on Android. Yeah, and so you know yeah, that's a decent strategy. I right? get it. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally like, get it. Like, but at the same time, like, I know you're still shedding a little
1: tear for when ooh, you gave up your BlackBerry. Man, I used to be Team BlackBerry, man, and yeah. you know, and and I was until I like the BlackBerry weren't. OS. Well, it was until I had to go to Android because I was doing something. Yeah, and it, then it was like, ooh. Marshmallow, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: this is delicious, delicious,
1: and easy to use, and sync with my Google, and and I don't miss the
0: keyboard that much as much as I thought I would. Yeah, yeah.
1: But the way that the way that Key One looks looks like it's gonna be easy to type on. Looks like I could probably get a lot accomplished, and so I'm curious to see how it works. It It was on Android. It's on
0: Android. Still Team Android. (laughs) Exactly. It's probably a really smart decision. (laughs) Yeah, but. Like just the irony. The irony. Oh <laughs> the irony. <laughs> and so my other what news
1: goes to uh, goes to uh <laughs> this is just so that one was Blackberry. Dig this. Merriam Webster, dictionary okay, yeah. company, right? New word to the dictionary. They tweeted it. Guess what this new word is? <laughs> sheeple. Sheeple. Sheeple.
0: sheeple. There's people who just follow. Yeah, the line. sheeple
1: yeah. or people who are docile, complain, or easily influenced. But guess who they used as an example? This is why they get what news today.
0: They used as an example oh, for sheeple, sheeple um, Apple users. <laughs> man, now oh the irony, right? Because the the busting through Big Brother, <laughs> yeah. sheeple, all of that. Wow. Yeah, so and Webster included that. That's their example as for sheeple in the dictionary. Wow, man. <laughs> He is rolling Steve over in Android. His, his, uh, his grave, huh? Oh, <laughs> oh, man. I just thought Steve that was hilarious. Charles. That is hilarious. <laughs>
1: yeah, so that's my what news, man.
0: Man, you, you might need to save that <laughs> screenshot and say, like, hey, dude. And, you know. I'm not a sheeple. I'm, not a, I'm <laughs> Team Android. Like, right, I'm, not, right. so I'm you, really not so a sheeple. You take, the, you take the picture of the sheeple, right? When you're going head to head with your buddy who's got the iPhone and you just oh, take that screenshot. Sheeple, and say, hey, Here's yeah. why I don't use that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Our designer's a sheeple. Yeah. According to Webster. We'll let
0: him, we'll let him have it. <laughs> hey, man. If you like this podcast, um, first, thanks for listening, and we're going to ask you to do one small favor. If you could, share this podcast yeah, with three it. different people. Share
1: it right now. like If you're watching live on Facebook, shout out to y'all who are punching the face to y'all who are doing that right now. <laughs> Go ahead and hit the share icon. Tag Many. three people who, who are business owners, somebody who could probably benefit from some internet marketing, uh, or, or maybe you watch this on YouTube, or copy the link, share it, tweet it out, tag three people in it we so appreciate. It. Or if you're in your podcast app, I'm sure there'll yeah, be there's share, a share that share with, with the probably a three pronged icon at the top somewhere. Click that if you're an Android user.
0: <laughs> You
1: know, if you're a sheeple,
0: we appreciate you too. I don't even know what what the share icon on iPhone looks like. (laughs) Sheeple are people too. Yes, they are. (laughs) Yes, they are. But (laughs) that's just awesome. Hey, if you're looking to grow your business with the largest, simplest marketing tool on the planet, the internet, call EO Results for increased revenue in your business. Our phone number is 713-592-6724. We have a program called Instant Leads. Leads, 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 leads. Guaranteed. T, T, T. -T By the way, it's really fun because we're getting people calling in like, well, let me talk about this program. Instant Leads. You've heard it on the podcast. (laughs) Instant (laughs) Leads, Leads, Leads. Everyone laughs. laughs. It's awesome. So that program is really actually about um, exactly what Steve is doing. We may be behind the curve because we've just brought this out recently. We've always, by the way, we've always the done doing it PPC, we? we've always done been focused on leads, but to hyper focus on it now we've got one particular product that does that. It's basically driving PPC ta- traffic a highly optimized conversion landing page so that you get instant leads. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. So, um, again, you can reach out to us, 713 592 67224 or you can um, just go to our website, click the green button. If you have a referral, that is somebody who's interested in internet marketing. Yes, we do websites. Yes, we do social media. Yes, we do... All internet Pay-per-click click management, social media marketing, email marketing. Don't yeah, get them started. Yeah,
1: <laughs> custom website design. Um, I'm missing one. I'm SEO missing one.
0: technical correction.
1: <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Email, SEO, pay-per-click, social social media marketing. Um, And so, yeah, we do all of the above. Send us a referral. They pay that bill, we'll
0: pay you. Yeah. Yeah, that's our referral program that's in place. Um, Is that out? Please remember, we are filmed live here at 5999 West 34th Street, Suite 106. Houston, Texas, 77 Texas zero nine two. It's a great day to be a sports fan in Houston. Yes, it right is. Now. and it's a gorgeous day. I don't know you I know you kinda of came in and had your head down. It's, it's a gorgeous day outside too. Uh, if you would like a transcript, video, or audio of this podcast, you can get it on our website, eWebresults.com. We are the most popular internet marketing podcast on iTunes. That is because, because of, you, of you You and like you. the people who uh yeah. and
1: like comics and SEO and, and the people who are always retweet us and commenting. Chris, Steve, yeah, yeah,
0: like it's for you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Go ahead and reach out with us, out to us, connect with us. We appreciate you. Until the next podcast, my name is Chris Burris. Charles Lewis. Well, hold on a second. Are we doing a podcast next week? Maybe. We Maybe. May, we may be skipping next week's podcast because I'm going to be out on vacation. Um, well, or I may bring it to you myself or I may convince him to Skype in. we figure it out. But uh, until the next yeah. podcast. <laughs> I'm Chris Perez. i Charles Lewis. Bye-bye for now. Slightly raised up, eyebrow, high highbrow. headed my way. Check, My challenge check three seventy one uh, uh. SEO podcast three seventy
1: one. It's time to have some fun, Chris and Chuck getting it done today. We're talking about technical SEO problems. Shout out to Mars and Joe Robinson. Uh, let's go SEO podcast three seventy one. Make sure you subscribe and follow. Boom.